We like the song. Do you like how it's fulfilled? You're praying for goodness in mercy to follow you all the days of your life. How is mercy or goodness going to be extended to you? We have our idea. We have our preference. But do we really understand how God can work his goodness within our lives? Well, you see, there's sometimes within our lives there are things that need to be removed. And God has a way of bringing that about so that his goodness can be there in our lives. We're asking for mercy. And oftentimes mercy comes after there have been trials and some tribulations for God to extend his mercy and his grace upon us. At times when I've talked to others about be careful what you pray for, you may get it. I want a greater faith in God. Well, how do you believe a greater faith in God is going to come? You're going to get some trials and tribulations for you to test that, for that faith to be tested. I want God to walk with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. We are always are trying to, I don't want to say outguess God, but at times that's basically what we're trying to do. How is he working? Why is he working? What's going on in this way? Why did he do this? What's involved in that? Rather than our having that simple faith, and that trust in Jesus. A little bit of what's going on in Psalm 79. As the psalmist is writing here. Trying to get people to see indeed. What needs to be done within their lives. Down in verse 5. How long, O Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your anger on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his inhabitation. Do not remember against us our former iniquities and let your compassion come speedily to us. For we are brought very low, low. Help us, O God, of our salvation. For the glory of your name, deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Let the avenging of the outpour blood of your servants be known among the nations before your eyes. How long, O oh Lord, will you be angry forever? When you take time to read the history, put it in the time frame that it is, about the time that the Babylonians are going to come into 
Judea and to Jerusalem and to the Holy Temple. And at other times in the life of the Jewish nation, the prayer goes up. Why are we being punished? We're God's people. Or how long will we be punished? A recognition that they had indeed transgressed God's law. And as we live our lives, we get to struggle with those questions as well. We're trying to at times second guess. Why did that happen to me? Why in what I was attempting to achieve did I fall flat on my face? What punishment are you dealing out to me for what I may have done previous to this? So we're trying to figure it out of what God is doing. It's what the Psalms are about as you read through them, trying to help God's people have an understanding. We know the situation, but oftentimes we forget the outcome. The situation is God is in absolute control of a world that he has created. He has a purpose for what's involved. We may not always see it. We're trying to guess what it is. But he has a purpose for what he does. And throughout the history, we sometimes do we not tend to be like the Israelites? We try to stretch it out in our country. But we're God's people here in America. We ought to be blessed in what we do and not have to suffer turmoil and anxiety and destruction. But is that not what Israel of old did? Is that not why they're crying out here? Wanting to know how long, God, are you going to let these ungodly people Come into our country, come into our city where you have caused your name to dwell, come into the temple that had been set aside for the glory of God and desecrate it. It's interesting again as you read secular history and read about the Babylonians and their captivity of the the Jewish nation to see how it is described to see the monuments that the Babylonians had built shown or depicting how they had had taken Jerusalem how they gone into the Holy of Holies and they've got relief pictures on Granted, of showing them carrying the Israelites captive one by one with fish hooks in their mouth and tied together. They have an image of the Manoah, the candlestick out of the Holy of Holies, showing that being carried off at captivity. They just looted the temple, destroyed it. And the question is, how long? 
and it's longer than they had wanted it to be. Jeremiah would tell the people as they were about to go into captivity that they would go in for 70 years. And told them basically when you go into the land, settle down, build houses. You're going to be there for the duration. But some of the false prophets of Israel tried to first say they were not going to captivity. And then to change it around and say, well, you're going to go into captivity, but you're only going to be there about three or four years, and then you're going to be able to come back. Jeremiah said, nope, not going to happen. You're going for the full lengths because you have ignored, disregarded, and in essence mocked your God. They believed because they were God's people, God would protect them, and he would allow them to do basically what they wanted to do because they were God's people. Have any ringing today? Any bells going off? <laughs> Is that not what we hear sometimes today? We're God's people. He will not let anything happen to us. He will protect us. But God does not protect the wicked. God does not protect those who ignore him. God does not protect those who will disobey, transgress, and depart from the living God. There are consequences for doing that. Some of those consequences are here. But more than that, some of those consequences are eternal. Life is hard, is it not? And the Psalms are honest about what they depict for us as you read through them. And God is good. He has a purpose for what he does. And sometimes the lessons are hard to learn. Read Job. Lessons are hard to learn. Again, those questions that God asked Job haunt me today as well. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? Tell me if you know. Tell me why I formed it the way that I did. Can you tell me that? Why did I make the universe the way that it does? Why did I make the sun to rise in the east and set in the west? Explain that to me, if you can. Job had no answer for that. Neither do I. Outside that, I do not know why God formed it the way that he did. We look at it and we see things, well, if this had been a little bit different or this had gone this way. Uh, we look at all the things that we do and the way that we try to achieve things, and we do real good at it, do we not? What's going on in the Suez Canal now? <laughs> they got a tanker stuck there that's backing up 360 ships. They cannot get through the canal. It went aground. Now, I don't know if you've seen any images of that, but it's, you see the size of that ship? they got tugboats down there, and the tugboats look like they're about that big, <laughs> trying to pull this big ship out, get back off the sandbag, sandbanks. Again, we do our things, but how do we explain what God has done? The purposes that he has in mind. 
The Psalms help us in, to deal with our wrestlings and our longings and what we go through. And we're going to experience some of those things that the psalmist describes throughout the Psalms. And it's best to make preparation now than it is when you're in the midst of it. Having that trust in God. Have I done something wrong? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe there's lessons I just need to learn of. I'm not in control. And I just need to learn to trust God. Take him at his word. Learn those lessons along the way. Again, it's easier now than it is if we wait until the trials and the tribulations are upon us. We usually face trials and tribulations in one or two ways. There are other ways, but we get caught up in these. One is denial. It's not happening. <laughs> this is not going on in our country. Ah, that's just not happening at all. Did I want to acknowledge how much we are struggling and how hard the situation is? Or we get in to try to dissect it. Let me see why this particular thing happened. What was involved in that? What puts together? Why would it lead to this? And we're trying to second guess God. Rather than at times the humbling of ourselves before him. The Psalms are to help us. There is the pain of discipline. There's a reason for it. I'm self-sufficient. Some of us were talking about going, getting that thing that they say doesn't exist called the COVID. And how it affects the body and the mind. And when you're going through it, you really don't think about it. Whereas you're trying to work through it, you're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, how come the memory isn't there? You know, can't put things together. And uh, what's going on? You can draw a lot of conclusions out of it. But one is simply, I'm not in control. I'd like to think I am, but I'm not in control. God is. He's reminding me, this world is not perfect, and this world is not home. And the fact that Israel was being punished was hard for them. And they struggled to try and understand why God would do that to them. Never saw any problem in their life. Do we go through that way? Don't see the problem here. So God, why is this happening to me? Well, who am I? I'm a child of the living God, but who am I? Where do I fit in the scheme of humanity? You ever thought about that one? Not just humanity today. Whatever it is, seven billion plus people on the earth... Moving on up there. Not just those. You think about humanity from creation. Where do you fit? How long is he going to let this world stay? I have no idea. But I'm here. 
and I am the product of those who have preceded me. And I'm laying the groundwork for those that will follow me. And we're going to influence them. Are you not influenced by what Paul wrote? Are you not influenced by what David wrote? Jeremiah, Isaiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you just go down the list. Are you not influenced by them? They've been gone a long, long time. And they're writing under the inspiration of God has touched our lives. Talked about Paul this morning. He touched our lives. He reminds us. Again, God has a way. Are we willing to trust God and do in his will? There are tough consequences. We, as humans, and I'm not sure how it will unfold in the future, it might be interesting to see, we as humans are trying to avoid being responsible for what we do. What are we building in cars nowadays? You've got everything. You know, you get out of your lane, it nudges you back. You get too close to the vehicle in front of you, it slows you down. Vehicle comes up behind you, it will warn you and put the brake on, or if you're backing out of the driveway and you don't see a sidecar coming, it will stop you. Nephew of mine this weekend, or this past weekend, uh, flew in from California and rented a car and uh, coming coming down to where the family lived. And the car would talk to him. If he got too close to the right edge of the road, it would tell him, you need, talk to you, you need a break. You need to pull over and stop. And if you don't listen to it, it gets louder. You really need to stop now and take a break. This is a car talking to you. See, I don't want to take responsibility, so I get in the vehicle that will do all that for me. Gets you all the bells and the whistles and the warnings and everything else, so... What are people going to do? Remember back in the days when they've had the cruise control? They showed up, you know, oftentimes you just had, people put the cruise control on and sit there and read the newspaper, driving down the road. I do not want responsibility or the consequences of my actions. And God reminds us, you will. You will take responsibility, and there are consequences for your actions. You need to be careful. The thought that one day you and you alone will stand before the throne of God Almighty individually and you will give an answer for the life that you've lived. You ever thought on that? Any length of time? Reflected on what will your answer be? How will you answer God? No plea bargaining. 
By that time, when you stand before God, it's already decided. But there's, so there's no plea bargaining. So we live in a society that wants that, do they not? Plea bargain. I won't acknowledge I did this, but I will plead to a lesser account just so I get off easier and I get it off. I go on with my life and do what I want. You're going to stand before God. What will your answer be? How will you answer for the life that you live? How will you answer for what you did or did not do, knowing that either one of those was wrong? I knew I should have, but I didn't. And I'm going to do it anyway. How will you answer? For the Christian, thank God for his mercy, for his grace and his mercy and the blood of Jesus Christ. But he also warns me. If I go on sinning willfully, there is no more sacrifice to be made. When I turn away from the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and his atoning blood, when I turn my back on that, there is not another sacrifice unless I repent and come back. But there's nothing else out there. There's no place else to go. And we think that's, okay, that's down the road a little bit. We've got time. Don't get into panic mode. Get a workout. These are just little bumps in the road, little transgressions I do, so it's not a big deal. I still got time to correct it. And life warns you every day that's not so. That's not so. Death can come at any time. I've mentioned that times before. I've done funeral services for a baby that was one day old to doing funeral services for those that were in the triple digits. And everything in between, between the expected and the unexpected. Life tells us, look, look around you. <laughs> Be careful. Thinking that the little things really do not matter. The little things set habits. And we need to be careful about that. We get into a rut at times. And this is only a minor point, but it will get into the rut. I know nobody here really knows for certain what time any of our services are. I'm just trying to see what kind of response I'm getting. <laughs> and we talk about all the time. When do we show up? And when we show up, the minute before, what do we want to do? They haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? Let's have a little conversation here. George mentioned it. You're a little bit quieter this evening than you were this morning. Uh, 
had to do a little bit more to get the attention. It's time to go, time to start. They're just little things. But guess what? Little things build. I've seen the sign somewhere people put up, you know, if the Lord comes at 11 o'clock, or some think the Lord's going to come at 11 o'clock, and he may come at 1030. Uh, come un unexpectedly, read that somewhere. We do not know the time nor the hour when he comes. It be unexpectedly. Israel was being punished for wickedness. Israel, God's chosen people with a rich history of the absolute deliverance of God of their, of, for them, of a nation, as an individual, protection of their city, giving them the city of Jerusalem, allowing the tabernacle to become the temple. And yet they still disobeyed. And it's always interesting. Why did David want to build the temple of the Lord in the first place? I dwell in a house of cedar. And why should my God dwell in a tent? I'm not wanting to change my life. In other words, I don't want to live in a tent. And God have his tabernacle. That's okay. No, I, I want this big house. And so I need a big house for the Lord. So I can do what? I can feel comfortable. The Lord has his house. I have my house. We're okay. But be careful. It's easy to slip. We know that physically, do we not? None of you have fallen. <laughs> a misstep here and, and then uh, a consequence that follows. It's easy to slip. It's easy to slip spiritually. The psalmist is reminding those of his day, you need to look at why you're going through what you are. And you need to draw back or draw closer to God once again. And that's what we need to do. We need to draw closer to God day by day. So as we look at our life, where are we? Where are we? How do we view our spiritual life with God? Do we see any need to change? See any need to make adjustments in our life? Physical life is a constant adjustment. And so is the spiritual. So we need to make a change. God in his grace and mercy allows that. As long as we're living. So if we need to change our attitude, our actions, our thoughts, our perceptions, we need to do that. And it may be that we need the help of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We can do that too. So as we think and as we reflect, 
as we sing the invitation song. If you need to adjust your life, that we could assist you, if we could help you in any way do just that, then we encourage you to come forward as together we stand and sing. <laughs>